welcome to Ed the Sock Libs. Though today it's debatable whether I do. Um, Anthony is here. Hello, Anthony. Hey, man. How's it going? What's up? See, see for once, I am low energy at the beginning, and you're you've actually got some 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 volume there. Some energy. Picking up usually, the slack. Picking up the slack. Okay, shut up. Now you're going too far. I didn't ask for you to be like a surfer, dude. I just wanted you to have a little more oomph to what you were saying. A little bit of lifeblood, if you will. All right. So uh, we're back uh, on our show. And I am um, tired today, and I don't know why. I know why. I was busy all day. I've also not been sleeping really well. Oh, no. Hey, maybe yeah. you should use the uh, Babbling Brook uh, sleep aid soundtrack that I was using. I don't know. I heard this guy bought it and it was a complete ripoff. <laughs> I didn't buy it. I have to oh, explain sorry, that. You downloaded it from uh, I just streamed Spotify. it. You, you, I mean, you are for, you've been around a long time, but you are familiar with music streaming and how it works, right? Yeah, but how, is it endless? It's a subscription-based service whereby you pay a monthly fee and then you have access to millions and millions of different songs of all kinds of genres. It's particularly, in this case, soundtracks of nature. It's so about I know what I, Spotify is, but I'm wondering some of them. This one was like, this, how long does that run for this this faux waterfall thing? How long does it run? I think that particular they run they, they vary in length, but this one particularly I think was maybe like three or four hours. But you could just it doesn't oh, really, really matter because it'll, it'll go that long. I think there's that many different versions of babbling brooks on it. Like there's track it's, it's 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 a playlist so there's track listing right so it'll go through all the different uh variations of what you're listening to so for example there's like babbling brook under a mountain pass stuff like that right ten, oh sorry 10 hours 10 hours of relaxation and meditation um it's <laughs> but i only need i only verifying that it, that this actually is what they say it is and it's not just somebody uh creating it artificially like digitally and make here this is this is what it sounds like i mean there's nobody out there who's actually checking to see if somebody stood by a brook with a microphone right well it, somebody yeah somebody obviously went out and recorded it i mean i don't know how you could fake that how do you fake bird sound at some point somebody kidding? has some, at some point somebody has sounds? to get at some yeah well how at some point somebody has to get the source material don't they like go out no, and stand you can fake bird sounds easily you so I'm looking at this. Lots of, it could be completely fake. It's like apparently in Japan, I don't know if this is still the case, but it used to be that they had vending machines yeah. where you could buy schoolgirls uh, underwear. Oh, new and used. Oh, no, not new. Just yo. Not new. Used um, only. But the thing is, who verified that that underwear was actually worn by a schoolgirl? Well, I, what the guy who put the machine. a schoolgirl? Someone who ever, somebody who went to school once in their life, somebody who's currently going to school. What about age restrictions and and and? Uh, What's the statute you know, of limitations yeah, on? I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like there was like anybody who put money into that just asking to be ripped off, like you and your Vinsanity nonsense. I don't know that I would equate the two. Well, the motivation for each is different. I suppose I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're so, not getting uh, the same thing either. Though. Sad to say. You probably this doesn't mean anything to you because mm. you're half a zygote. But right. uh, uh, um, Gavin McLeod passed away this past weekend. Gavin McLeod, known to m uh, many people as the captain on the love boat, uh, um, 
<laughs> and uh, was he? I think he did it for like seven years. Oh he was captain of the love boat. Oh, I see um, him here, Gavin McClellan. And then before that, he was on one of my all-time favorite sitcoms, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, for uh, uh, the entire run of that series. McHale's um, Navy. He was briefly on McHale's Navy. Um, Four which years. Is a show before my time. Um, oh. But he, uh, I mean, everybody loved the captain of the love boat. He was just so happy. It was different because he was he was sort of an acerbic, um, sarcastic uh, writer, news writer on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And then he became this really uh, happy, smiley captain of the love boat. Now the love boat, you would have missed that entire era of programs like that. But there was a time when that, that kind of thing was huge. They would ba- it was basically um, uh, like pocket money for people who were on other TV shows. So you would have like three, there were three stories of love occurring within that hour. Oh boy. As well as some hijinks. An hour with the it crew. went for. Yeah. yeah, it was an hour show. Um, there'd be hijinks with the, the crew regulars. Mm. And then, but there would be three stories uh, weaved through it, three or four stories, I forget. But those characters in those stories were all played by sitcom actors who were in sitcoms like other sitcoms on ABC and on other networks. Did Alan so, Thicke ever appear on The Love Boat? Um, maybe. I don't know if he was. Cody Danza. Enough. I'm trying to think of guys from the 80s that I would know. Michael J. Fox. No, 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 no. 70s. Well, it's, it ended in the night in 1990, it says here. That was. Um, were there spinoffs? I think that what might was that love boat the next wave, which was the the one next with wave. Urich. I love that. There was one with Robert Urich as the captain. No, that would have but been this, later than ninety. Okay. Um, well, seventy six. It came I, out. I was on that set. The love I boat. I was on the set of Love Boat: The Next Wave. So oh. Um, and it was kind of amazing because it actually was laid out like a ship, like rather than a bunch of you know sets back mm. and forth mm. it actually um was laid out like a, a, a ship so you'd there you'd go down down the uh, the aisle and there'd be doors off okay. the aisle and the doors would lead to sets which were different rooms oh and i see was, so it was, it was like massive. a bifurcated it was like a bifurcated it was actually cut in half and it was just like you'd have to rock it, was, it like it, that it, it felt like when you were walking down the the aisle like the aisle or the, the hallway, I should say. Yeah, what would you call it? The, the deck? No, because I don't know. I didn't do the deck one. I did the interior of the ship. Okay. And it felt like being inside a ship. It didn't feel like a set. Like, oh, I've been on cool. a lot of sets that felt like sets. Right. Um, but this didn't feel like a set. It felt like like they, they took a lot of, they spent a lot of money on it, which is weird because I think it only lasted a year, maybe. Uh, and uh, Love Boat went till uh, 86. Well, it says here that the Love Boat itself was filmed on a boat. Uh, the original one uh, probably was. Well, I think it was filmed on a boat and on sets. Yeah. Um, what was Break? Did you ever hear about a show called Breaker High, which was basically like Saved by the Bell on a boat? Uh, yeah, I think, wasn't that Australian? I think so. So why would I care about it? I don't know. I'm just trying to bring us into the 20th century or the 20th, 1997. Who is that? Who was on that? On Breaker High? Yeah. Ryan Gosling. There you go. So it had to have been. 
Okay. Production Shavik. Saban Shavik Entertainment. Oh, 44 Saban. Episodes. Saban did uh, brought uh, Power Rangers to uh, sure North did. America. They sure did. Um, anyway, sorry to, uh, about the passing of country of origin, Canada, Breaker High, Canadian. Oh, really? It's Canadian. There you go. There you go. Yeah, well, there's maybe there's, West Coast. There's a feather to put in our cap. Um, <laughs> yes. If we're known uh, for anything. He, uh, uh, sorry that he passed away. He was 90. All right. So it's not like, you know, he went too soon. It sounds like a well-lived life. I mean, people generally say of someone who passes away at that age, well, he lived a good life. Not, oh my God, he was, it's either he was so young, they were so young or, well, they had a good run. He had, I mean, he had a good run. Um, he had several cruises in his life and, uh, Good for him that he lived long, prospered, uh, left a uh, pop culture legacy for those of us who grew up in 70s and 80s. Well, if you were a child in the 70s, you knew Love Boat. Uh, and it was a part of a whole kind of TV back then where they also, Love Boat was usually followed by Fantasy Island, um, which was this weird show where uh, Ricardo Montalban was in an all white suit with a black tie and his assistant was a little person. Uh, was that Nick? Is that Knickknack or was that a James Bond movie? James Bond movie. So uh, who was this guy? Uh, Hervé Vilches. Who but it was the same that, actor, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, he played Tattoo on this. Tattoo, uh, tattoo. And he had a French accent and stuff. So, and the show would always begin with a plane, uh, like a, 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 a pontoon plane, a, a, you know, a seaplane. Bringing the in plane, boss, the plane. Yeah, That's right. oh, yeah, would bring in the new people who were going to oh. be there to get their fantasy satisfied on the show. And if there yeah. were never sexual fantasies or murder fantasies, it was always, I wish that I had kept in touch with my old high school girlfriend. Wholesome fantasies. And then, because he was now a widow, and then he would run into her and she was a widower. And then there would be some kind of twist. When it first started out, it was very sinister. Ooh. And it made like people who wanted their fantasies fulfilled were uh, were selfish and got a punishment. And Mr. Rourke was kind of sinister. Like you got the sense they were trying to make out that like, he was like the devil. But oh. then it just became regular family fair. And they Bill Dixon was that. on there a lot. Anyway, uh, um, that was a whole type type of entertainment back then. It was. It doesn't like, really exist anymore, does it? No, it was Wholesome. very very gentle. Uh, programming and nobody was looking for it to be edgy. They were looking for no social comments. People just wanted right. uh, puff, light entertainment, just puff. Kind of uh, like Gilligan's Island. I really, I remember I used to enjoy the, the shit out of Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah, Gilligan's I Island. I mean, that was a good 10 years before the Love Boat started. Um, yeah. So I don't, I'm not just half a zygote. I just never got into Love Boat. Um, well, what year were you born? 85. Okay, well, you know, you were a year old when it went off the air. Okay, well, uh, Gilligan's Island was syndicated, though, in the States. And whenever we'd go to Florida, it would always be on Nick at Night, and I'd watch it then. Used to be syndicated up here all the time. Yeah. After school, lunch times. I've seen every Gilligan's Island episode. And you know what? I've seen, it, I've seen each one probably three times. Right. And they all end up kind of being exactly the same, though. Does, is there, do they ever get rescued? I never figured that out. They got rescued in a TV movie. Oh. Um, and they uh, set up, they, they went back to the island and it was set up as a resort called The Castaways. And oh, they tried yeah. to make a new series with them running this resort on the island. 
didn't then, fly. I don't, I've never heard anything about that. Uh, but then at the end of that, uh, that uh, re- like reunion show, sure, they went on a cruise and they got shipwrecked again on a different island. <laughs> really? They also had like TV movies of Gilligan's Island after the series ended and before they were rescued. I remember my favorite one was the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island where the famous uh, uh, basketball team um, faced off against giant robots playing basketball. Built by island. the professor, I would assume. It was the dumbest. It was the, I mean, Gilligan's Island was no smart show. It Talk was about a, jumping the shark. Like, holy it was, shit. This was, like, this was a, too much for even me to stand. I was like, <laughs> Gilligan's Island, there was a pleasantness to its familiarity and to the yeah. fact that you got the sense that they knew what they were making. And everybody yeah. was in on the joke, but there's the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island was the worst. So anyway, uh, and also B.J. Thomas, a uh, famous singer in the '70s who did the song "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head" from the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid uh, movie with uh, Robert Redford and Paul Newman, um, which won an Academy Award. He uh, he died. Singer so hooked on a keep falling on his grave. Raindrops keep falling on his grave. Singer of Hooked on a Feeling. Was that the Hooked on a Feeling? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's it. a pretty good tune. Pretty good tune. Yeah, the, that, that uh, tune is endured. Yeah. I'm knock, knock, hooked on a feeling. Is that the Remember one that, that starts out? It's like ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka. Yeah, Does the that one that like was that? made famous. Years later, if you can look this up on the internet, look up yeah. David Hasselhoff hooked on a feeling. Okay. He did a music video for it. It is one oh, of I the think I remember this music videos ever made. It is hilarious. It is it is so bad that it's amazing. Okay, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, David Hasselhoff hooked on a feeling. Okay. So oh my good. Holy shit, he's bal- the he's balancing on a motorcycle. Oh, at one point he's He's, I think, I think he's, he's skiing or, or water skiing and he gets a fish thrown on his face and he takes a bite out of it and throws it over his shoulder. Like, it's just awful. It's so good. Oh my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> See, it's amazing. It's amazing. He's big in, he's big in Germany, isn't he? Pretty I don't sure know he's if big. He, he was big in Germany. I mean, let's face it, Hasselhoff is big everywhere. Love David I guess that's Hasselhoff. Fair. I, I met guess him. Fair. Three, four times. Friendly guy? Yeah, David Hasselhoff. And every time, totally cool guy. Fun. Uh, totally, uh, you know, did the Ego interview free. with me. And yeah. he, got it, he got it. And uh, mm. really approachable. Good guy, David Hasselhoff. Well, that's right. good to know. Yeah, in case you ever run into him somewhere. In case, yeah, in case I have an opportunity to chat with him. Why don't we get him on the podcast? You know what? Stranger things have happened. I guess so. He used to always call me Cigar Man. So he clearly didn't know what the hell was going on. He was just... He seems like kind of... He did have a drinking problem at one point. There was some episode with a cheeseburger and a photograph that got leaked. Uh, Yeah, he was... He was... Kind of making love to it. His daughter videotaped him, pissed drunk. Wasted. Trying to eat a cheeseburger. (laughs) 
and, <laughs> and he wasn't he having a time of the it. bed or something like that. I think he was like, on a couch and he fell off the couch yeah. and the cheeseburger went all over the floor and he yeah, was kind of he a... was like and he wasn't mad. He was like happy drunk. Oh, cool. So he and was just they, having it. A... And she released it, hoping that it would embarrass him into getting sober. How quickly we forget. Um, why do you think uh, Kit had to drive the car? <laughs> he had to blow into it to get Kit to start. It, yeah, Kit. Yeah, Kit. Uh, Kit <laughs> took over driving. Because he That's was right. too he was too drunk, it yeah. wasn't safe for David Hasselhoff to drive the car because because he was he was uh, you know <laughs> over the limit. He used <laughs> the to sit reason... back in the seat and urinate in his yeah, pants. I was, was going to say the only reason he didn't sit in the passenger seat was because he had to reach into the drive-through when he went when Kit drove him through, right? Yeah, to get the cheeseburger. Get the cheeseburger, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. People don't know these little these little factoids. <laughs> About, that's what you uh, come Knight here Rider. for. You come here for these sort of, you know, Hollywood insider tips. Want to know something interesting about Night Rider that I found out? Mm. Um, the car company gave Pontiac. them, uh, gave them. Um, first of all, they hated that they used the uh, uh, Trans Am, the Trans Am, because yeah. people were going into dealerships looking oh. for a Trans Am that had all the doodads on the inside, like right. the Night Rider car. People thought it was real people are so stupid they were looking they thought, for, yeah they were looking for little monitors and things like that and were disappointed when it was just a car they had they the f1 buying. style like two-hander steering wheel it well, wasn't and like they, and that you know the little screen that did readouts of things and they just wanted they wanted the night rider car but there was nerds. no night rider car but um the company gave uh, there was a like a shipment that something went wrong on the shipment of these transams uh -huh. And uh, the uh, so the manufacturer gave them to the show, gave them nine cars mm -hmm. for free. The oh, condition right. was that when the show was over, the cars had to be destroyed. And when uh, the show was over, they destroyed all but two of them. They actually oh, took uh, a, uh, took a uh, what's the thing called where a wrecking ball. They took a wrecking oh, yeah. ball and wrecked seven of the night rider cars now there's companies that make bespoke uh replicas of them oh yeah uh, that kind of stuff make, exists they make, they make batmobiles they make yeah. uh, back to the future deloreans oh yeah i saw it oh weird enough you know what i saw driving down the road the other day when i was going somewhere as i a saw dead a delorean like a, a back to the future or a, a DeLorean? Back to the, a dmc like a back to the future delorean that car Wait, but it wasn't did like it, did, it, did it have the adaptations from Back to the Future? No, it didn't. But it's still a striking thing to see drive by it. Like it's all flat and stainless steel and weird. And it was like I took a double take. I was like, holy shit. How often do you see one of these driving around? Because I can't imagine like in California, I would get it because the, it's sort of the climate would be OK for a car like that, I guess. But around here, it's like, what is that going to do to the stainless steel over? You know, you're not going to take it out in the winter, right? I, I, I'm surprised you take it out in the summer. Yeah, I saw know, it driving by. It wasn't kitted out like that. It didn't have the wires and the and the fusion reactor on the back of it. Because the thing the is, you get into like a, a fender bender or get a scratch on it. You, oh. It's not like you can go get factory parts. Oh, it's toast. No, you're absolutely fucked if you do anything to it. So he was, yeah, the guy seemed to be driving pretty slow, but it it went right by and I was like, oh, shit. You know, how often do you see one of those driving around? Pretty cool. Pretty Probably cool. takes leaded gas. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, those things were horribly unreliable. I remember I think I watched a comedians in cars getting coffee where he had one. He was taking Patton Oswalt out in it and it broke down like during the filming of the show and they had to bring in another one. 
That's funny. It's pretty good, I guess. They were not the greatest cars. No, 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 they're shite. And there's a story about the guy who, re- who ran the company, John DeLorean. Oh, yeah, John Z. DeLorean, yeah. I mean, who he, ended was, up, uh, yeah. he uh, used a, a cocaine deal to try to I finance think it was, the company. and then Drug he, money was used to finance J- a DMC, yeah. But then I believe that he successfully proved that he was entrapped by the uh, Justice Department. Right. And so he didn't go to jail. That, that it was an entrapment, which is which is against the rules. Right. He was um, a stake. It was yeah. Following he was uh, charged by the U.S. government with trafficking cocaine following a videotape sting operation, which was recorded by under undercover federal agents agreeing to bankroll a cocaine smuggling operation. So then he got out of it because of that, I guess. Anyway, none of this is interesting. Um, let's. Uh, we it's time to go t- to. We have a, a new sting. Yeah. Because we've talked on this show so many times about, <coughs> oh, I sound like an old rummy. Uh, Get some grape juice. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do that. Hold on. Okay. I think what uh, what Ed was saying is that we're going to go to a new sting. We, we've talked so much on this show about Gwyneth Paltrow's goop products, specifically her scented candle, which is called "This Candle Smells Like My Vagina." Uh, every couple of weeks, there's a new story about one of her products, uh, yeah, or the, or the vagina candle itself. And uh, so Anthony has made a musical sting to lead us yeah. into this week's story about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. So let's uh, let's play that. You got it ready, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, cue it up right now. Here we go. It's a candle, yeah. We were on mushrooms, like this smells like. <laughs> All right, so uh, there we go. That uh, it, that took a lot of effort, didn't it, Anthony? What was that about thirty-five seconds? No, that one. You always accuse me of these stings being too long. That one is under eleven. I think it's less oh, than no, ten I seconds. I didn't say that it ran thirty-five seconds. I said it took you thirty-five seconds to make it. No, that took me about forty-five minutes to an hour because I had first I had to figure out how to get the care. source. All right. Um, so, <laughs> what is the story, Anthony, this week on so, the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle beat? Okay, in uh, in 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 news here in Pussy Candle News, Jeremy Clarkson has revealed uh, his bollocks. Jeremy Clarkson, Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, the the British guy, British host guy. of uh, popular Top show Gear, Top Gear Grand Tour. Clarkson, he's got a new show coming out called Clarkson's Farm. He's a motoring journalist, been around a long time. Um, for those of you who watch that stuff, you know who he is. For those of you who don't, I guess Google it. Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, so he revealed that he came out with um, a candle himself that it's uh, he called, I guess he's calling it smells like my bollocks, which he's British. So that just means balls. Um, but let me read this here. Uh, it's revealed. Jeremy Clarkson has revealed what his bollocks scented candle smells like. You may be pleased to learn that it doesn't actually smell like the TV presenters in other regions. The former Top Gear host announced that he was flogging a Gwyneth Paltrow inspired scented candle. So he's got the same kind of sense of humor that we do. Obviously, he just took it to the next degree. Uh, so he released a, a candle called This Smells Like My Bollocks. Uh, following the success of Paltrow's sellout, This Smells Like My Vagina Candle. Speaking on the Jonathan Ross show, Clarkson has shared what, he, what the candles really smell like. And it's probably a lot more pleasant than you'd imagine. He told Ross, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow did a candle uh, and said, this smells like my vagina. I've got one and it's called This Smells Like My Bollocks. What it actually smells like is the interior of a Mark 10 Jag. It's got an old leathery smell. <laughs> Lovely. 
good for him for for taking that like inspiration. It's we're not the only ones out there that that are finding this this entire thing so ridiculous. So that's just a little bit of news in the uh, in the smells like my vagina well, the fact candle. Is that it, it crossed the pond even over it's there. It's the causing it's causing a a, a furor, a, a stir, uh, a stir. I mean, because when a celebrity releases something that says that a product smells like their private parts. Sure. It's, I mean, that's going to stick around for a few weeks. I mean, clearly the marketing is genius and it seems to have stuck around for more than it's, I mean, if your product is so big that you're getting sued because of it, that's probably, I guess that's the sign of a successful product. No, I mean, in America, probably, that's, oh, that's no sign of anything. Americans sue for everything. Yeah. So there we Americans go. We have a, sue, it doesn't matter what, because they're all hoping for fuck off money. So Here's, what's the, if, what's the difference here? I don't know what a Mark 10 Jag is. I'm assuming that's some kind of a Jaguar car. But if he's saying it doesn't smell like my balls, but the smell of the candle is an old leathery smell, I guess that's sort of tongue in cheek, right? Like, because clearly old leather is probably going to smell a little bit like balls. I don't think old leather smells anything like balls unless <laughs> naked the guy testicles have been sitting on it. And unless it's part of a chair, leather. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, no. Yeah. You get like a nice, easy chair. You got a, uh, a leather couch that's comfortable yeah. and worn in. It doesn't smell like old people's testicles. But so, like and old, old, old testicles smell like old leather. There used to be a uh, uh, cologne called English How do you leather. Know? <laughs> I'm just assuming. I've been, I've been in uh, men's locker rooms at the Y. Where yeah. The old, old guys walk around with their testicles down to their knees. Yeah. And there ain't nothing in there that smells like an old couch. I would assume that like balls kind of smell the same as like an armpit. Because if you have you ever swiped your armpit and then smelled your finger, nope. you ever do that? Nope. And then swiped like in between your nuts and your leg nope. and like smelled. No, no just to why, see like, why would I not even on just like out of like just sort of like naturally done no. that? No. Like just to see no. what it's like no. after a, co- a couple days and no. not shut. Why would I, I want know. to know that? Well, I well, sometimes it's your just... finger up your ass and say, hey, what does this smell like? No. <laughs> Why would you do that? You assume it's not it ain't going to smell like roses. Why would it... you why would you willingly take the what is supposed to be an unpleasant smell? Give it a swipe. No, no. Isn't it just disgusting. instinctual? Isn't no. it just instinctual human, no. human curiosity? No. Wouldn't you say? No, no, I would not. I... It's Look, send you. us your emails. Let us know. Yay or nay, have you ever done that? Have you swiped and given a whiff? I feel like some people just, I feel like people do that. No, you feel like people do that because you do that. And you don't want to be the lone freak. But I, I don't think, think you're I the am a lone freak. freak. I don't think so. We want to hear from you. you. never do that? Honestly, like I said, instinctual curiosity. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah, and it's like stick my head in the toilet. I want to know my, what my shit smells like. I'm just curious. You don't need to stick your head in the toilet to find out what your shit smells like. Well, you got to get up real close to make sure that it hasn't been dissipated and mixed with the the the, the smells in the in the in the bathroom. You want to okay. get it pure. So you've never li- like okay, theoretically no! speaking, you've never lifted your arm to be like, no! oh, do I, do I need to take a shower or do I need deodorant? No. Wow, you're. I think that you're the weird one in this in this situation. You honestly. know when you need deodorant, you don't need to lift your arm. You've seen people do that though. In television, like oh, in television as a joke. 
I see lots I of people do things in television that are a joke. Maybe I was raised by television too much that I that I just mimic I a lot TV of the behavior. Show where somebody stuck their fingers down to their testicles and then smelled their fingers. No, no, no. All right, so that's a no for you then. Big no. <laughs> Big no. Well, I don't know. I think I think I don't. You know. cook I, with those hands. I wash my hands before I cook generally. I mean, every time. <laughs> Do you use like strong antibacterial soap? Well, we have because of COVID, we have like uh, the, the the pump uh, sanitizer everywhere in the house now. Like we have one at the front door and we have one kind of in the kitchen. And then we also have other kinds of hand soap in every bathroom in the house. And uh, they seem to get used. I have to go around and refill them. So I guess I'm using them at some point or another. Jod is using them, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. All right. Uh, where were we? Were we talking about something else? What other we're topics talking about, did you want to talk about today? Well, that was, I mean, should we put an end to uh, to Pussy Candle News for this I, week? I, or think should that, we? I think that um, that whole thing about the swiping your balls and stuff, that almost put an end to this show. So let's <laughs> let's move on to the, what's the, what other stories? Okay, so have? other stuff from around the internet. Uh, there, there's a couple who make uh, custom porn. And, the, and there's some of the, and here's some of the bizarre requests they've said yes to. Where is, uh, wait, where is this couple from? Uh, I'm assuming that uh, either Britain, because I got this art, this article's from Lad Bible, which I think is a British publication. Really? Does anybody really want to see naked British people? Uh, other British people? I don't, I don't even think other British people want to see naked British people. But they can, they're a very compartmentalized uh, uh, society. Uh, so that, let me that, think. That uh, sallow, unhealthy skin color and ashen, as you yeah, described yeah, it in the past. Yeah, they're legs are as wrinkled as testicles i don't i don't does anyone really want to see naked british people anyway go on i mean some of them have tans if they if they go down south uh okay british so people here we can't go. tan they just burn anyway go on when you think of okay so here's what it says when you think of kink or fetish it mostly it most likely conjures images of leather whips and chains in other words bdsm but the spectrum of fetishes is much more than spanking and safe words it's probably things you never imagined were even remotely sexual like stamps or swatting flies Yes, really. This is where Dan and Rhiannon come in. For Oh, no, you're right. They're for L.A. For years, the Los Angeles couple and their company, Anatomic Media, have been at the forefront of, quote, bespoke porn, which scratches the itch traditional porn just can't reach. Basically, if you can think of it, they can make it. And according to their site, no request is too small or large or weird. Crazy is so subjective. The requests we get really run the gamut. They tell me over what at best can be described as Apache Zoom call. One of the most benign we've had was a fully clothed woman swatting flies. Another guy also sent in a vacuum cleaner <laughs> request once. Wait, what is sw swatting flies fully clothed? That doesn't really qualify as porn. Is it a fetish, though? I, it guess it's a, I, mean, I mean, every anything can be a fetish, including swiping your balls. But uh, that's not the... Uh, but that's not what uh, I get out of it. The, it's not really porn to see somebody swatting flies. But anyway, so, go on. So he, they elaborate on the vacuum cleaner story. Uh, another guy also sent in a vacuum cleaner request. He wanted a canister vacuum. It couldn't be an upright. Those aren't sex sexy. It had to be oh. the 60s canister. And he wanted her to vacuum the floor a little bit, but not too much, but mostly the couch. So she just cleaned the couch. Was she dressed in this one? It doesn't go on to say that, but maybe, maybe it was more about the vacuum, or maybe this person has you know, this mommy is, issues. This, I don't know. This is what's disturbing about this is these people who send in these requests—they're your neighbors, 
They're your your coworkers. They're your bosses. Everybody's they're, got something. They're your family. Um, they could be your parents. It could be your kids. These there are people out there who get. How do you discover that you have a fetish for a '60s era canister vacuum? Like how? Where? When does that twig? When would anybody? I don't know what age, what vintage this requester is, but canister vacuums. Something uh, happened to this guy with a canister vacuum when he was a kid, and he's trying to recreate it. Probably. What what goes wrong in the wiring of somebody's head? Some kind of trauma. I mean, something happened. Who the hell knows? I mean, you know, that's as that's as varied as the the stars in the sky. It's it's just disturbing because uh, these people wonder you wouldn't know. Uh, you know, saying hello to them or having a coffee. That's the funny part is like what they're know what these people are into. I think if we knew what What? people were, what people were into, we would have started wearing masks and gloves a long time ago. So the couple started this company about 10 years ago. Uh, she was in non porn and I love how they, she was in non porn animation. It's like, why couldn't you just say animation? (laughs) No, nobody assumes that it's like, okay, Dan has always made his own adult films, but as the internet started to mushroom, that's a mushroom, uh, and tube sites began to dominate the landscape of the sex industry, they moved into porn by request. Uh, So they have um, our most expensive movie isn't out yet, but it's called The Bride, they say. The concept was someone getting married, uh, a younger woman uh, marrying an older man, and then at the reception, she starts flirting with the best man. The son-in-law, the stepson gets involved and then the attendees of the wedding get involved and everyone is taking videos with a wry smile. They had it's a good one, to be honest. We can't wait to put it out there. So someone paid 30 grand for that. Which I guess by, I mean, porn. I thought thought your Vinsanity was a ripoff. Come on. That's what I mean. How is that? How is that a ripoff? 30 grand. 30 grand. U.S. dollars. So more like custom made. Wedding goes Porn. awry video. Yeah. So I, I assume when they mean involved, they mean having they're t- sex. They're all banging, right? Like that's basically. Geez, I think you could find something like that. There's probably matrimony porn online for yeah, free. Yeah, that sounds like it already exists though, doesn't it? Like, like, or like, like wedding orgy gone wrong type thing. Or gone right. It depends or on Or gone right. Depending, I guess on this guy, in this case, it's like, that's how I wanted it to go. Did they uh, uh, in the article? Do they say any of the things they've refused to do? Uh, well, no, because it says their motto, as I, I think I said a second ago, was uh, "No request is too small or large or weird." So it doesn't seem like, as long as it's not illegal, I feel like they're probably into it. So they would do a Cleveland steamer. Possibly. Do you want me to email them and find out for you? <laughs> no. Uh, I thought about that for a second. I'm just you curious. Yeah. I'm yeah. just curious. Like, there's got to be, you know, you know, some of the things on the fetish is urinating in mouths and oh, defecating yeah. on people's faces. There's Hot lunches and all that kind of there's stuff. There's got to be a point where you say no. And like, like, okay, your request isn't too weird, but we're not going to do it. Like, there's got to be, there has to be some standards, I'd imagine. And, and maybe I'm imagining too much. Maybe there are no standards. Maybe these people just have absolutely no limits. Um, there's a lot read. of disgusting things involving bodily functions that are fetishes. And sure, there are people who satisfy those fetishes, 
but these guys seem more like a 7-Eleven. They seem like they're more uh, mainstream kind of fantasies as opposed to some of those, you know, scat lover fantasies. Yeah, and some of this stuff is weird. Okay, so they're saying they're basically telling people they're like therapists, and this oh, is kind yeah, of like, yeah, oh, they're like therapists. They're sure, like therapists. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure big like. So they're saying um, we like making crazy movies. Uh, the people, their film, they make it. Cl- they're clear that their films just aren't about people having sex, although it does, of course, happen. It is porn after all, but sometimes it can also have a profound impact, uh, helping people overcome their deep-seated traumas. So she's telling the story. This gentleman contacted us and he seemed a little bit apprehensive. He told us that he had built this stamp collection over 40 years. And he said, I want to send this stamp collection to you. This is my concept. I really want this to happen. And we're talking like, should we do this? We're going to destroy this guy's 40 year old stamp collection. He had done it eight times before. He had a total of 10 books of stamps. So we were number nine and we think he has he still has one book left. The three men, the three women who are directing felt awful. Like, are you sure we shouldn't just photocopy this and cut it? What's what he wants? He wants to. So some guy had his stamp collection destroyed and he, these people took his money for that. That doesn't seem like therapy. That seems like nonsense. Well, they're you, providing a service. You it's know, so it's, specific. Think about what this kind what? of mind would otherwise do if it was yeah. frustrated in its inability to get its very specific fetish satisfied these are the people that go out and 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 do things to cats and things like that like these are they wind up in a in a in a cornfield fucking a sheep like these are these are uh maybe it's good that these there's a there's an outlet for this kind of thing i mean these people probably make a shitload of money in fact they might even make a video of a shitload um but they (laughs) there's no question i mean these people probably make really good money they probably work one day a week. Yeah, probably. You know, they go like on to- people say that, you know, like these poor women who are driven into porn, these poor women. Why is it, why is it always poor women? Can't, can't women take agency over their own lives? And if they want to do porn, do porn. I mean, certainly there's probably a lot of people who like do it because maybe they were abused or something. And so they're, that's usually the prevailing uh, excuse, right? When someone else is apologize, someone else is talking about why someone gets into porn. Well, I've I've known people. You've had a lot of experience talking to people from I've that. I've known in- people industry. who were in porn. Yeah, I, uh, we used to shoot on porn sets to do comedy bits. Yeah, and found them by and large very normal people. Yeah. Um Who uh, you know, there was some we'd go out with them and their spouses for a dinner after the shoot or something, uh-huh. and you'd never know these people were in that business. There was nothing. Wow. You didn't, there was nothing scarring about them. They didn't have track marks up and down their arms. This is just how they made their money. They just weren't ashamed of the same things that most people are ashamed of, and probably they didn't have any living relatives. But uh, yeah, they. Uh, uh, but n- no, it's yeah. like women can. I think the people who get who feel that the women who are in porn are or, victims are women right. who nobody would pay to see in porn. <laughs> that's just a theory i don't know yeah. this for i don't know this for a fact um i imagine there's some women who can't imagine anybody of their own volition getting into doing porn and so to them the person must something must be wrong with them they must be victims of abuse 
because nobody who wasn't abused would do this. But right, because they could never do it. Because they could never do it, and their minds aren't open enough to realize there's lots of things. Like, it seems like I, I, I kind of go, a vicious I, I don't go way camping. to look at it. I hate camping. I don't know why anyone goes camping. But I, I you know, I don't think somebody was myself. abused into because getting, they like going, going camping. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think they're working out issues because they go camping. It's, right. You know, uh, some people are just not ashamed uh, sexually. Well, the funny thing is, is that now everybody wants to be on camera for whatever. I mean, you look well, at TikTok their, and people are on porn. Yeah, I mean, one of the categories on Pornhub is like whatever homemade or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. It's called something. What's it called? Yeah, well, they, they there was an article about how people making their own porn. Now, it's one thing if people choose to uh, a couple or however many choose to yeah. make their own porn. Then maybe they think it's fun or they're exhibitionists. They like the camera, whatever the hell. But, yeah. uh, but to then post it on a porn site, you're not even getting paid what regular porn stars are being paid. They are being paid for the potential loss of income going forward for the stigma. It's risky, yeah. Like they're, they're, they're at least, there is a reward there for them. There is a yeah. payoff. These people yeah. doing it and putting it up for free. It, they're just having fun with it. There's like, first of all, things on the internet stay there forever. Yeah. One day your kid is going to say, hey, mom, you're quite a deep throater. Like, you know, it's. You What's really, that? You really yeah. want that? And it's like, mom, how did I get born if daddy always fucked you in the ass? Like, it's going to yeah. be, yeah. It, it's, it's going to be there forever. And. So that brings well, us to I don't to understand why people do it um, and like just normal people and put it up there. They have no regular jobs they have to go to. They, like there's so many downsides that to do it for either free or maybe they sell it to a porn site for next to nothing. Like, yeah, what is going on know, in like, your head? Like, why do that? Like, why risk ruining your life or reputation if you're just a normal person doing that? Or yeah, it's like, keep it to yourself. I you guess like it, why, keep it to yourself maybe show you think, friends and family but don't do you spread think, it out to everyone well do you think part of it is just the fact that it's like part of what's exciting about it is that you know that strangers are gonna watch it i mean isn't it just an ultimate narcissism type here's move? the problem in and amongst strangers watching it are people who know somebody's you. gonna yeah recognize people you people who know you watching it so and, you either don't care or you're just like stupid You've got to be, I don't want to be judgmental here. Yeah. But we were given judgment for a reason. Sure. You've got to be some kind of trailer park level person to have um, raunchy. I mean, this, the videos are probably poor quality. The lighting is probably lousy. Um, you know, having been on real porn sets, they take that start seriously. With. Of course. Uh, so it's like this grainy, seedy, uh, porn thing um, yeah. and you're okay with whoever seeing it th there something's not right there the people being paid to do porn totally get it it's commerce um, they're using their bodies the way they choose to uh, and making money but doing it like for free and all the damage it can do to your life going forward some, something's wrong there as far as I, I'm concerned 
I see in some cases there's people who make it themselves and you don't actually see their faces. Like the camera doesn't like it, everything is neck down, which seems like a smarter way to do it, if you ask me. But here's a question. So mom who makes 150000 a month from OnlyFans says Catholic school expelled her three sons because of her behavior. Do you think that it's fair that if a mom is doing an OnlyFans thing that the sons have to pay for it? Or do you think it's the mom's fault? Or is it the Catholic school's fault for th- throwing the kids out? You know what I'm talking about? Did you hear about this? No, but wow. That's so, you know what OnlyFans is, right? It's a subscription site where she throws up hot photos of herself, maybe showing her tits, maybe not, or doing various things. And then people have to pay and then they can they have access to stuff. And she's making 150 grand a month doing it. And then the Catholic school where her kids were found, uh, Catholic school where her sons go to school, found out and expelled this, the kids. Well, first of all, like, I have to I have to question why a woman who does that uh, for a living is sending her kids to Catholic school. There seems to be some dissonance here. No, Catholic school. I mean, when I went to high school, like we were the public school, the Catholic school across the street, everybody knew that they were the the girl, like the people there were banging left and right. Like it was so over-sexualized because it was, everything was where a, Everything was like, you can't do anything. So all they wanted to do was everything. So like all the drunks, all the fights, all the drugs, all the sex was coming out of the Catholic school. That's what happens. That is the, that is the practical reality. But Correct. why you're probably not sending your kid to Catholic school so they can have all of that. No, but that's what happens but, because they don't realize that what that by putting by putting everybody, this, all these kids under a thumb, they're going to. Well, you can't control under that. pressure will explode. Yeah, exactly. But, but this woman. I think she needs to get straight with her life. She, like, oh, yeah. if you're, I mean, if you are a, a devout Catholic, I mean, I don't know if Jesus said anything about OnlyFans. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a, a part of the Bible about OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, Thou I shalt would, not bear your titties online for, for money. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, but certainly Catholic traditions are to be more chaste and things, I mean, there's something screwed up there. Should her kids have been expelled? I don't think so. You know, what does it have to do with her kids? If the mother made it, if the, if the mother made it is doing this, like, would you not can, like, are they not? Enti- what if she was a full blown porn star? Would your kids not be entitled to an education? An education, but it's a pro it's probably a private school and private know, schools like, are allowed to have their own rules. Sacred so, heart parent. It's a parish. The principal at the Sacred Heart Parish School. They probably have guidelines. Um, and she probably avoided the guidelines. I mean, $150,000 a month. Who cares? Send your kids to a really good private school with that kind of money. Who cares if they got thrown out of the Catholic school? Go to somewhere else. Yeah. Go somewhere else with that kind of money. Yeah, so if you're making put a, I mean, up pictures of my wang and make hundred fifty thousand dollars a month, believe it's me, probably not going to happen. It would be up there. Yeah. Listen, so she said, if you're asking if the big question is why she was doing this, she said that her, her hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, a month. first of all, first of all, but then secondly, Chris turned uh, her and her husband of 14 years turned to the platform after experiencing marital problems that had them on the brink of divorce. She says, I was missing that intimacy. <laughs> so Chris is like, hey, why don't you throw up some titty? And a lot of it was because I was going through menopause. No matter what you do, you don't feel attractive or sexy. So we tried different things to spice up our marriage. So how does she end up 
taking pictures of herself and putting them on the internet. I don't understand. The mom next door image is exactly what appealed to her followers, Crystal said. Over the next few months, she watched her as her risque photos, only 20 to 30% of which she says are, quote, tasteful nudes, and pairing sexy stories brought in thousands of dollars. The first months with 14 grand, and we were like, what? Crystal recalls, noting that she and Chris now make 150 grand per month for daily photos and posts, all of which are, quote, pretty tame and do not include pornography. It's a way that I can work on our intimacy and I can live out my fantasy, she explains. And doing these pictures, it gives you the self-confidence where I'm like, I do feel sexy again. I mean, 150 grand a month, I'd feel pretty sexy too. I, uh, what I'm wondering is, there's only so many, there's only so much of the naked body that exists. What are you shooting every single day <laughs> that is different from you know last wednesday angles and outfits i don't know yeah like it, like what is different it, it's like why are there monthly magazines called ass masters like <laughs> how many asses do you need to see before in this... you, like are you looking for the holy grail of asses well like... in halloween you could have christmas are you sorry in halloween or in october you could have halloween asses in december you could have christmas cracks Whatever you got to get creative with it. Okay, outside, outside of holidays, okay. it's like how many, how how much, like how many? She's got to be repeating pictures. They're just taking them every day, but it's the same stuff, and you, people are paying for this. Sure, they are. I mean, maybe it has to do with the storytelling because she said that each photo accompanies a story. So there's like oh, a fan, yeah, there's a fantasy aspect. Yeah, she's like Mister Rogers. She just we seems... weaves tales. Doesn't this seem odd that it's kind of like Penthouse Forum, but just made by some person rather than... Dear Penthouse Forum, I yeah. never thought this would happen to me. That's <laughs> how they all open. My kids got thrown out of Catholic school. Uh, you know what? If she's not doing porn, and she's just I... being naked... Or not even. She said that 20% of it was a tasteful nude. I don't that know what just, that, that means. Might, that might have meant that 80% of it is not tasteful nude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. That um, is true. I never thought of it like that. Like, if she's not using zucchinis and things like that. Yeah, this isn't fist fest. If it's just her naked, I, I don't... Or not even. I don't understand... What the problem okay, is. I'm not a Catholic school, so I'm not Catholic. So no. I don't know. But it's one thing to be doing pornography. It's another thing to be taking pictures in something you do with your husband. So it's within the bonds of matrimony. Um, but I am never yeah. going to be hired as the headmaster of a Catholic school. Cause well, I don't know. Not to mention it's behind a paywall. So it's not like you can just type in her name and see this stuff. It's like, you actually have to pay for it to see it. And I'm sorry, is the Catholic Church really going to get uptight about a woman kind of dressing half nude behind a paywall with everything that goes on behind the scenes with those people? Like, seems a, a little bit hypocritical. I mean, when you have widespread global accusations of child abuse, why would you be uptight about this? Um, you right? make a good point. Like, seems a, like what the, they want to they want to distance themselves from adult sexuality. Is that too much? This whole thing is very weird. My answer it's to you is I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they should have been thrown. Or, I don't know what the rules you agree to 
when you put the kids in the school are, um, you know, these, these schools that are, I, I, this is a, probably an American Catholic school, which oh, yeah. is probably private school. Up here, a, Catholic schools in Ontario are funded by uh, provincial taxes. So, right. you know, basically anybody can go to this Catholic school. You don't have to be Catholic. Um, but I think in the U.S., Catholic schools are private schools. And I think Could private be. schools can put in any kind of terms of service thing they want. And if you violate it, you're out. But the, again, $150,000 a month. Hard to sniff at. Well, I'm sure there's guys doing lots of sniffing of screens. Nice. Um, wow. See, this <laughs> is the thing. Guys can never make $150,000 a month no. showing their wang and their sack. Isn't that the fundamental, uh, like, how are we, how could men and women be equal in that regard? No, no women, no man could ever go out and do that. Shake his balls in front of the camera and, and make 150 G's a month. I doubt it. No, because practically any woman, if she wants to see balls, she just needs to make a phone call. Just, 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 just walk out the front door. You know, it's like, it, it, it's not difficult for women to see balls if they want to see balls or or, or a, a wang women also aren't they don't want to see that stuff though apparently i'm told that men are more stimulated visually than women yeah that's what i'm getting at uh, women are stimulated by words and environment and engaging the mind men actions are just, uh, men yeah. are just look at those titties uh um, yeah so but maybe that's why but i can't think of any guy i mean maybe there's a guy out there maybe someone will send us a story there's a, that there's a guy out there who uh, is this. making $150,000 a month. That kind of cheddar. I don't know. Maybe the principal of this Catholic of school, maybe the principal of this Catholic school is the same one who thinks that women who go into porn are fundamentally scarred and damaged. And maybe she's just jealous and just said, well, fuck you. If you're going to go out and make 150 grand a month where I wouldn't even make that in three years doing my job, uh, I'm going to take it out on your kids because I'm a spiteful asshole. I mean, that could also be the... the you got to wonder though, yeah. how the kids are related to by their peers and by the the parents of their peers. That's you it. figure it's got to make the kids at least a little hinky. I mean, no one wants to even think that their parents had sex to have them, let alone right. be thinking about this is what your mom does. I mean, that's going to fuck a kid up. That's going to cause some bullying. That's like 100% gonna cause some bullying like hey saw your mom on my dad's phone last night nice that kind of thing right your that would mom's be got a nice snack like how do rack. you your dad was you hanging his that? fruit bowl out it was pretty sweet um like, how, how we don't even know how old these kids are eight nine and twelve okay like that. these kids are gonna be so fucked up <laughs> i think up, yeah. i think that somebody needs to call the children's aid society possibly well, you know what? That won't help anyways, because these kids are still going to know that somewhere I mean, their mother is doing this. It seems like if the Children's Aid Society or whatever the equivalent is in the States, uh, is it the same thing there? I don't know. But um, so they go from being so their mom and dad start making 150 grand a month by showing off online. And, and then the next thing they know, they get kicked out of their school and then the CAS comes for them. It's like, at what point is the money not worth it? Well, the thing is that CAS wouldn't wouldn't probably come for them because it's probably not an unsafe home. No, um, probably not. And there's nothing um, illegal about what they're doing, really. No, there's nothing illegal. Uh, no. But those kids, no matter where they went, if they were taken True. and put in foster care, in their heads, around. they're yeah. still thinking, 
My mom is showing her snatch. My mom right. is showing her snatch. How do you go to a friend's house <laughs> and the parents are going to regard the kid differently? Because As the of what, kid of the, yeah. yeah. Like, how do you arrange a play date? Oh, my mom's going to come pick me up. No, 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 no. I'll drive you back home. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, she was hey, gonna... why don't you call your mom to come pick you up? Yeah. You know, the, the father, like, hey, hey, hey. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. So like awkward. The day to day, the day to day logistics of it would be fairly, uh, fairly awful for the kids. That's for sure. I wouldn't want to be that. I wouldn't want to be that. That that their kid. That's for sure. No, this whole thing is. This whole show has made me weak for humanity. Yeah, it's been a lot of really questionable activity all the way you know, around. Before the internet, people suspected this shit went on, but there was no confirmation. Exactly. But now we know how fucked all it does is expose how fucked up people really are and how uh, crazy lengths they go to to get their yayas out there. Before before the Internet, there was a guy in Toronto. He uh -huh. uh, he was he went by Kid Rock before the kid, the, the, the white trash Kid Rock the lawsuit waiting to happen. This guy, he goes by the original Kid Rock now. OK. Um, and uh the he original was always kid around uh, musical venues and he was involved in, in that kind of uh, oh, sure. sphere. Um, but he once takes me aside, he goes, here, take a look at this picture. And he shows me a picture. It's a collage of pictures taken from his point of view of different girls blowing them. <laughs> there, I swear there had to be 12, 13 different girls. Okay. Some of like he had it, he up. just had it with him? Like, yeah, or were you yeah, he just had it with him. Some of the women are the girl women are looking up. Yeah. Others are, their heads are down, so you can't tell who they are. Right. But so you knew that was happening. This guy, this guy was no Adonis. Yes. Okay. I well, have no idea. personality can go a long way. Yeah, right down the throat, apparently. Um <laughs> I remember he showed that to me and I was like, what am I supposed to? How do one how does one react? Congratulations. Like, like yeah. what uh like I, I it, it was not the kind of it was like at a public event, you know, where yeah. you, you're running to people. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Check this out. Check this out. <laughs> you're not expecting to see a, a collage of yeah. young women blowing this guy. He didn't like, start pointing them out to like, you. Didn't. You don't know what to say. Was it like was there any small talk or did you just elevate the conversation to that right there away? Was no, there was no there was. Hey, hey, how you doing? Come here. I want to show you something. Come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> And you're, That's pretty I was good, baffled though. as to what yeah. this, to this day I'm baffled as to right. what to you say still to can't, such a thing. You still can't figure it out. What's to say? Good cinematography. It's to be like, oh, I really like the light you got on this one. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's very dramatic. Yeah, half it was. A, it was a full moon that night out in the park. Oh, jeez. Anyway, yeah. um, I'm gonna go uh, think about. <laughs> <laughs> the world we're living in you go weep for humanity for a little while yeah i'm gonna go and uh, drink some grape juice and try to wash my brain out from all of this um, yeah probably a good idea so let's uh if you want to send us emails some people may have sent emails but i can't get into my email right now yeah this is a we're, we've really well-oiled machine we've got going here so well-oiled machine you can email me and i'll try to get to it ed at ed the sock.com yeah uh, hey sorry hey sorry guys Whoever's listening who may have sent in an email because I, I, I tried to rally a bunch of my buddies to send emails in and some of them said they did. So we'll get to that next week. Check it out next week.
He yeah, we'll, we won't run the, the sting this week because we don't know if something's going to be wrong with the email. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Anthony is nowhere to be found on social media. Lucky nope. him. Wandering am, around Etobicoke. I am on Twitter, at Ed the Sock. Uh, Instagram, Ed underscore the underscore Sock. I got a Facebook page uh, under Ed the Sock. That's plenty. I uh, I deactivated my Facebook because it somehow got reactivated. I don't know how, but I deactivated my Facebook. Uh, so if you want to talk to me, uh, be down the, by the creek there with the dog. All right, go see uh, go see Anthony down by the creek. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's it. Anything else you want to say? Um, brush your teeth, wash your hands, uh, hug somebody you love. All right. And especially wash your hands if you decided to take a swipe at yourself. Um, that's it. Uh, like I always say, I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass. This has been Ed the Suck Lives with Anthony Howell and yours truly. Oh, I weep. See you next humanity. week. <laughs> Ed the Suck Lives.